Hello and welcome. If you're a retail florist, you're in the right place. I'm here to share insights and strategies to help you grow your business without burnout. Each episode will be quick and focused on a single topic and will come with an action step to get you moving forward. Are you ready to grow? Hello, my name is Kelsey Thompson, and I have been a flower shop owner, bucket washer, delivery driver, marketer, and designer for over 10 years. Yep, I know you too wear all the hats when it comes to your flower business. And it can be stressful and overwhelming and wonderful and fulfilling all at the same time. And that's why I created this podcast, to support fellow florists on this journey. So we're kicking off a series of episodes about the people who pay the bills, our customers. And to get customers, you have to do some marketing. So today we're going to do a big picture overview of the three reasons that we are marketing. To start, just take a second and think, who is your best customer? I want you to think of an actual person, not some make-believe customer avatar. If you were discussing your best customer with your staff, who would it be? I'm sure a name came to mind, or maybe even two or three or five names. Now, are those people new customers, or have they been shopping with you for quite a while? Odds are your best customers are long-standing. So here's another question. How are you marketing to that customer? Uh, (laughs) Oops, don't worry if you're feeling a little weird about that. It's easy to fall into the habit of casting a wide marketing net instead of focusing in on who exactly we're trying to serve and why. So grab some caffeine, we're about to look at some numbers. But don't worry, I think you're going to like the way this works out. So, why are we marketing? The first reason is to increase customers. This is a category that tends to be a go-to. We think to grow sales, we need more customers, right? Now, of course, I'm never going to say no to more customers. But think about how much work it takes to attract new customers. For example, we're going to think about this as though you're going on a first date. You want to impress. You may buy a new outfit, clean your car, and you're probably going to go out to eat or attend an event. You're definitely going to put your best foot forward. You're putting time and money into this first date. Now, I haven't been on a first date in years, like 17 or 18 years, So my date nights look more like this. No makeup, comfy pants, and sharing a bowl of popcorn and a glass of wine on the couch with my husband. Still a very lovely experience, but decidedly less effort and money. Now I'm not saying to treat your existing customers like an old married couple, but I think you get the picture. New customers and new relationships are more expensive. So again, how do you attract new customers and how much is it costing you? Hopefully you've got a great reputation and word of mouth is getting people in the door of your flower shop. But oftentimes a new customer finds us through a paid channel. So this could be print advertising, radio, or social media ads, or a website. All things that cost money. Social media costs money too. Think about the time that it takes you to make social media posts. Even if you aren't running an ad, you're spending your precious time on social media which is fine, but it takes time and money. So generally our new customer's initial shopping experience with us 
is simply to fulfill a desire or solve a problem. They want a new plant, and we sell plants. Or they need a birthday gift for grandma ASAP, and we can deliver a bouquet. And that's totally fine, but it's costing you a higher ratio of time and money to bring them into contact with your business for the first time. How much more? Advertising to gain a new customer can cost five times more than retaining our current customers. And the success rate of selling to new customers is between 5 to 20%. That's a pretty low conversion rate, considering that on the flip side, selling to your existing customers has a 60 to 70% success rate. Quite the difference. So it turns out that your best customer is your current one. How can you shift your marketing focus to your current customers. This leads us to our second reason for marketing, which is to increase the frequency of purchases. So you've gained a customer, which is great. What can you do to serve and delight them? Any experience your customers have with your shop falls under the marketing umbrella. You are selling yourself and your brand from the second you pick up the phone or they walk up to your door. Our next episode will be all about customer experience and how you can make it amazing. But I think florists have a real advantage here. Our industry is very personalized, and we're often assisting people with the highlights of a lifetime. This could be celebrations, births, weddings, and yes, funerals. We also have a lot of touch points or interactions with the customer during the process of selling to them. I think even more so than a traditional retail store. So here's an example of how just taking a phone order has seven or eight possible touch points for one customer. So first you answer the phone. Second, you're just going to do some chatting. This is where you get to know your customer, get their contact information, basic order details. Third, of course, is purchase personalization, the card message and getting to know what the recipient likes or dislikes. Fourth is your order confirmation email or receipt. Fifth might be a photo of the arrangement via email or text. Sixth would be a delivery confirmation. Seventh would be a thank you email. And your eighth could be a follow-up survey or continued email marketing. So you can see that one phone call creates lots of opportunities for positive touch points with one customer. And if that phone call is an overall positive experience, there's a good chance that customer will return. And when they return and have another positive experience, they'll come back again and more frequently. And according to Harvard Business School, just a 5% increase in retention can increase profits between 25 to 95%. So that number just continues to boggle my mind. And I'm going to say it again, a 5% increase in customer retention can increase profits between 25 to 95%. So even if we just play conservative and say it's 15%, I would totally take that profit increase, wouldn't you? So how can we increase the frequency of our customers coming back? The customer experience plays a huge part. Consistently positive interactions build loyalty to you and your shop. And loyal customers spend more. And that's the third reason we are marketing to increase the amount of a purchase. So repeat customer statistics show that returning loyal customers spend an average of 33% more per order as compared to our other customers. That's a lot. We've touched on creating a great customer experience, but now let's talk about upselling and cross-selling just a bit. 
What can you do to increase your average sale? One of my favorite tools is bundling. So in-store, this can be done easily with store displays. And we even merchandise our cooler to cross-sell items. So displayed next to a bouquet in the cooler is a complimentary gift or decor. So for example, you're buying that mug with flowers in it? Here's a funny little sign about caffeine and chocolate. Or if someone orders a sympathy gift on the phone, offer a floral swag or wreath to go with it. At the checkout counter, this is easily done by making a suggestion for a pot upgrade to your customer's plant. Think of this as a service that you provide instead of being salesy or pushy. This can be a mindset shift for some people, but it's helpful if you have two questions to ask your staff or yourself when you're training to cross-sell. Number one, what can we offer our customer to make their purchase even better? Number two, how can we educate our customer so they have more success with their purchase? Educated customers are confident buyers. People like to feel good about their purchases and connected to the person they purchase from. So returning customers have a relationship with your shop. They like and trust you, and often people just want an expert opinion. So newsflash, you're the expert. And again, the floral industry is set up for success in this regard, because we are personally guiding most people through the purchase experience, whether that's in phone or in person. And what an amazing opportunity to nurture that relationship, educate our customer, and gain a repeat loyal fan. More about this in future episodes. This is just a kickstart for some great tips to come. But the bottom line for today is that we want more than just customers. We want fans. We want a community of consumers that trust us. So let's put this into practice and start reaping the results in both brand loyalty and profits. Your action task for the week is to conduct a customer survey. You can't give the people what they want if you don't know what they want, right? This can be in-store, a Facebook poll, or an online survey. Let your customers know your value, that you value their opinion, and gain some great feedback on what they love about your shop or want to see more of. For a free example survey, head to my Facebook page, Petals and Profits, and grab a copy of the Google Form template. You can tweak it to fit your flower shop and post it on your social media pages or send it to your email subscribers. Make sure you tune in next week as we dive into creating an amazing customer experience. I've got six practical ideas to turn customers into raving fans. I'll see you then.